Let's roll okay. play. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to be No, Baba no, no. Wait, Yaga. wait, wait. No. no. Oh. <laughs> okay, you can be Baba Yaga. <laughs> That's okay, fine. You be Baba Yaga, and I will be Baba Yaga's friend. And you, Baba Yaga, are a fan of Uncouth. And I want you to roleplay a, a, a moment of you advertising Uncouth to your friend, who also okay. likes video games. Okay. Hello, I'm in my house with the bird legs on it. I'm listening to my favorite podcast, A Little Uncouth. What's your What's name that? again? What? What's your name again, friend? What's that? What's your name? I forgot. I'm old. I'm an old woman. I'm an old witch. You gotta open the door. Oh, open fuck. The, open the door. <laughs> oh, here you... Hello. Oh, hi, Baba. Dude, Baba. What's up? Dude. Uh, I forget your name. What is your name again? Uh, My name is... Oh, check this out. You're gonna like this name. Yes. Uh, uh My name is Cryptozoologist. Oh, hello, Cryptozoologist, my dear. It's more of a title, but... Most you know. beloved friend. Oh, do do you know what I've been doing lately? Um, knitting or something. No. Wait, wait, wait. Yes, I, I and I listen in the background. Do you know what I listen to? Uh, Boston. The, no. The, the, the seventies. No. Smoking. No, I don't. No, I listen to my R. favorite. No, my favorite okay. podcast. Do you want to know the name? Uh, is it, um, the Joe Rogan experience? Wait, oh, don't tell is. me. That's wait, 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 wait. Yeah, that, No, that's it. That's already it. Oh, you've already gotten it. <laughs> wow. I you're a fucking, <laughs> you're such a, oh God, you're such a fucking dweeb. <laughs> no. What a fucking, you, you take your little, your little fucking supplements every day, your little mushroom no! supplements. No, I listen to my favorite podcast. It's called A Little Uncouth. It's that sounds fantastic. It's uh, featuring Tiffany and Tyler and they talk about games and other bullshit. Can I get it on Spotify, Google Play, uh, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts? Can I get it on any, any one of those? All of those except for Google Play because bitch. that's an app store. Uh, oh, Google a- Podcasts? <laughs> that, yes, you can get it. Literally, anywhere you listen to podcasts, even YouTube. They have videos on YouTube. Say no more. I'm already sold. Yeah, I've liked every video, as should every listener of A Little Uncouth. Actually, maybe say a little more. I want to hear what it's about. What is it about? So it's about Tiffany and Tyler, a.k.a. Gray and and Boney. And they talk about video games and bullshit and Miss Elysium and (laughs) lizard people and Satan. It's just (laughs) a lot of Satan. Lots of Satan. (laughs) I hope there's a lot of Satan, actually. There is. It's wonderful. I know it's right up my alley since I am, in fact, Baba Yaga. You are Baba Yaga. Wait, is this Baba? Okay, I was... I was gonna ask for clarity. See, we know we've known each other. I'm the cryptozoologist. We've known each other for yes, a long time, my dearest friend. But yes. I've never quite understood if your accent was evil witch of the woods yes. or John or John Wick. No, <laughs> John that's... Wick is that the uh, the guy the, the guy who's on the phone and he's like, "I will find you and I will kill you." That's exactly who he is, Keanu Reeves, and they call him Baba Yaga. That's not Keanu Reeves. That's some other guy. You are. So soft-brained. What? I've never seen John Wick. Okay, no, uh, that's fine. That's who is it that is. Is that the one where he's trying to find his daughter? No, that's Taken. Oh, fuck. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. That's Liam Neeson. <laughs> You're talking uh, about, I have a very specific set of skills. I will yeah, find you. And yeah. I will kill you. That's what I'm talking about, but he says it on the phone. Yeah, yeah, that's Taken. No, John Wick is Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves. 
Keanu Reeves is uh, the Matrix guy. Neo. He's also John Wick. He's also no. Neo. He's the Dama Matrix. Oh. Dama Matrix. You must understand that these human beings you see in movies are actors. Those aren't actual. No. You're not no. seeing their real life. That's Neo. That guy wears makeup to look like Neo and makeup to look like John Wick. No, because he's it's all, all of Neo. Them. It's all Neo. He's the chosen one. Are you telling me we're, we live in a simulation? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. You know what I, else I, they talk about on this podcast? They talk about uh, conspiracy theories. It's a wonderful time. Dude, my favorite conspiracy theory, Ratchet and Clank. How's that for a segue? Oh, wow. That is an excellent theory right there. <laughs> Tell me more about Ratchet and Clank. Which which installment is this that you're referring to? So we are going to talk about uh, Ratchet and Clank Future Tools of Destruction, Boney. Ah. I was just doing a vocal exercise. Keep keep talking. Oh, sorry. I didn't want to interrupt. I thought you were, had something valuable to add. Silly no. me. No, I was trying to warm up my vocal cords. <laughs> okay, excuse me. Go ahead, continue. I want to okay. listen. Oh, I was going to beatbox. Ratchet and Clank Future Tools of Destruction was a favorite game. It was a PS3 game, and I never played it, actually. Wait, was it? That was an era of Ratchet that I never played, yeah. Wait, so you're playing like a remastered version or something? No, I'm playing Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Oh, well, what the fuck are you talking about? Future tools of my butthole. What are you talking about? Future tools of your butt. Wait, is is this? Are you referring to your Amazon wish list? Yeah, but I can't <laughs> show that on stream. It's inappropriate. We're not streaming. This is a podcast. Well, I just wanted you- to let you know that I can't show it on stream. All right, so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make. The uh, the picture for this episode, I never do that. I never add different pictures for individual episodes. I think that's silly. But for this one, it's going to be various things you put in your in your rectum, you know, oh, such oh. as suppositories, but also uh, various shape ball, you know, ball like um, spiky balls and uh, okay, basketballs. Okay, actually, actually, I have a really fun mm-hmm. game before we get into Ratchet and Clank. Are you ready for my game? Okay. Um, oh wait, my computer's frozen. It's legitimately frozen. My mouse isn't working right now. Oh no! Are you recording still? Ah! Yeah. Hold on. I think my <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I am. I think my mouse just pulled pulled a whoopsie. Okay, now it's it's good. Okay, game. Thank God. The game is let's read off everything on our Amazon wish lists. Oh, I don't have an Amazon wish list. Are you fucking kidding me? I think it's uh it's a bunch of books that I, and I don't use it anymore. Oh, come. What the fuck? Okay, then I'll, just tell, I'll tell you mine. I'll tell you mine. Are you ready? You just want to, yeah, you just want to play this game so you could tell me yours. That's what Yeah, no, it. you're right. I, I really do. I want, because it's such a hodgepodge of random bullshit, actually. Dude, guess what? I'm wearing Bombas socks. <gasps> no, you're not. I swear to God. Bombas, give us that sponsorship. Please. We'll, we'll write a jingle for you, Bombas. Yeah, seriously. That's what advertisers love. Jingles. Dude, we will literally sing a jingle anytime that we we'll are, jing a single. Um, we'll jing a single every time that uh, we talk about Bombas. We'll be like, Bombas sucks. They make my cock rocks. <laughs> Bombas sucks. sucks. They make my rocks my blow. Yes. That's good. That's what every advertiser about, uh, wants. Just a oh, completely Bombas. inappropriate thing. 
Oh, Give bomb us. us. We want you to bomb us with your money. How about that? Bomb us with your money. Oh, okay. Bomb us. <laughs> my, okay, my wish list. Are you ready? Go ahead. Uh, crest white strips for, t- for teeth whitening. I regret this game. All right, are you ready for the next one? <laughs> Go ahead. A Medini full-sized blue solid wood violin. Okay. With a case and a extra, extra strings and a bow and a bunch of shit. <laughs> All right, I want a fucking violin. You know what? You want to know what else? I don't know. Is this your zombie preparation kit? Is that what you're? Whitening strips and a violin. Listen, how do you I- get how do you get zombie apocalypse from that? A creative mind could turn those into uh, murderous weapons against the dead hordes. You are just a fool, and you're going to fucking try to play it and then put the other shit on your teeth. That's stupid. All right, the next thing on my list. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. An XLR converter Box. thingy. And a, an audio interface. Uh-huh. And a, a uh, cardioid dynamic microphone. The Shure SM7B. Mm-hmm. This is our this is our XLR mic that we want. Yeah, I want to get that too. Yes, it's just so expensive. All right, Bombus got to Bombus with that m- money so we can get a Bom- new mic. Dude, Bombus, Bombus, seriously, please, if you get me this microphone, I will straight up put a Bombus sock on the microphone and have it in frame all the time. That's the I pop filter. Yes, I dude, swear socks, to fucking god, I'll do that. Socks make good pop filters. That's not a they bad do. idea. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's great. It's a great marketing technique. I'm fucking brilliant. Bombas, bombas with your come money. Give us those sacos. All right, next thing on my list: a six-foot, yes. anatomically correct skeleton with stand. Oh, okay. Wow, that's uh, kind of narcissistic of you. Why? <laughs> that's like getting a fat head. That's like a fucking. Uh, who's Dwayne? If the, if the Rock got a fat head of himself and stuck it on his wall no, and said, "Perfect." No, it's not. I just appreciate the human anatomy. That's it. <laughs> Next, dude, have you ever seen an entire nervous system? Yeah, that'll freak you the fuck out, dude. I have. It's weird to me. It is. It is Why? odd to look at. I because it's so spindly and otherworldly, and it's shaped like a human. It's weird. It's beautiful. It's just like it looks like a big, glitch. It's just a bunch of intertwining wires and and little thing. It's interesting. I know. I have an unbelievable respect for that image, uh, but it also it like unnerves me in a certain in a weird way. I, don't I mean, know. it is kind of weird. It reminds me of that music video with the spaghetti man. Yes. Oh, the weird fishes mu- music yeah. video. Yeah. That's so funny, dude. That's that video that is. is scary. That's it's a nervous so system. It's so fucking unnerving. Yeah. All right, next thing on my list. I've got two more things. Are you ready? Ramen? Yes, actually. Normally, I do have ramen all over this fucking list. Damn it. But not today. Not today. Oh. That was a really good... I swear to God, normally I do, but I've already... So or, close. I've already <laughs> ordered my, my monthly supply of ramen, so it's no longer on the wish... Uh, Fuck, right I should have done this last episode. I know. Okay, <laughs> Ah, I just punched my mic. I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Smart. Jesus Christ. Okay, my next thing is a... Uh, uh, like a camping supply storage strap so you can like hang it from tree to tree and use a bunch of like carabiners to hang your supplies on it. Oh, nice. Okay. For like, like Doritos and the no. scalps of your enemies. No, like a oh. lamp, like a lantern, uh, like bags, like your backpack, your sleeping oh, bag, cool. like your skin your bags, panels. You can hang them. You're kind of a skin bag. 
Dude, I'm not a skin bag. I'm a skeleton. I'm a bone <laughs> bag. Dude, my daughter the other day, uh, oh, she said we were talking about blood and bones or something, just anatomy mm-hmm. stuff that you talk about with toddlers. Yes. And uh, I, like, messed with her. I said something like that, like, ah, you're a muscle or whatever. And she's like, no, I'm not. And I was like, what are you made out of? And she said, skin. And then I just <laughs> imagined a cross-section of a human, and it's just skin. It's skin. It's just <laughs> fucking just pure, like, subdermal tissue. Just gigantic, thick skin all the way through. That's with, fucking that, like, disgusting. We would be Gumby people. Ooh, flippity floppers. That is so gross. Finally, the last item on my list hmm? is a dash cam slash like rear cam, like backup cam. It's a, okay. a a camera system for your vehicle. Good. Nice. Yes. I also you're have a, like some furniture on there, but not cool or relevant. You're a dangerous driver. It'd be smart to get bumpers also. I'm not. It's just smart to have. I'm just saying, like, some inflatable, like, rings around your cars also. No. Maybe a, a turret system, so if someone tries to ram you because you cut them off, you can shoot them first. Shoot them. Keep yourself just shoot, safe. Just fucking shoot them. Just light them up. This is for your safety, not theirs. Yeah, exactly. No. Okay. <laughs> You're going to become so, a menace to fucking American society. I can't wait. It's as if nothing <laughs> has changed. <laughs> Perfect. So that is my Amazon wish list. I'm glad we played that game. Tell me more about Ratchet and Clank. Clack Kitchen Ranked is Cla- good. Clatchet and Rank. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. Um Is it? I was telling chat the other day, it's uh some of the most fun I've had with Ratchet since Up Your Arsenal, which I, I think is maybe still the best one for Up its time. Up Your Arsenal? Is that an actual name of a game? Yeah, all of their um, all of their game name subtitles are puns. Uh, so like the first one is just Ratchet and Clank, but the second one is Going Commando, uh, uh-huh. and the third one is Up Your Arsenal, um, mm-hmm. and then uh, Rift Apart. Mm-hmm. It's a good game. Oh wait, were there any more? That's um all that came to me. Future Tools of Destruction, but I, I I'm not seeing the pun in that one. I yeah, I don't either. Uh there I can't there's there's another pretty good one, but I can't remember what it is. Um But anyway, so this game is good, man. It's uh it's Ratchet and Clank at at top form, I think. Um there is there's a variety of mechanics, different sort of play styles mm-hmm. um as you switch between other characters, you know. That's not news to anyone. Uh, oh, so you've... it's like it's like Donkey Kong, where you can switch between all the monkeys, and they have different I... little abilities. Donkey Kong sixty four. I don't know why that's the game that you compare it to. You fucking lunatic. What? Wait, there. <laughs> why? You not? know my feelings on that game. I haven't played. You know how strongly <laughs> I feel about that game, dude. I just looked up. Hold on. Not relevant at all to what we're talking about, but I just looked up. <laughs> Good. Thank and, you. And, at your name is this middle gray, aka Dylan Sprouse, and <laughs> <laughs> that it just brings me a lot of joy. So, oh, by the way, podcast listeners, he and I have decided that we're actually brothers. We're actually the Sprouse mm-hmm. brothers. I am Cole, and he is Dylan. Mm-hmm. We took two quizzes and established our new identities. Mm-hmm. They both so, said I was Dylan. They both both said she was Cole. But we had initially decided that I was Dylan and he was Cole, so we had to switch it. 
and not yeah yeah it's um it was strange there's been a, a this is a great development in my life even uh, yeah. like, i feel like i understand thank you buzzfeed for the two yes. uh, quizzes <laughs> that were the same the same it was two no no, no hey here's my point they were two quizzes both set to establish who which Spru- sprouse brother you are that's yes. it separate yeah. quizzes that do the same thing yeah and they and they only had like five questions like sh- sh- terrible quizzes no, they were great quizzes, and the two qu- the, the fact that there are two just goes to show that they really want to reinforce that you know for a fact which brother you are. Oh my gosh. I would prefer one more, much more comprehensive quiz. All right, I'm going to have to be on the lookout for it. Uh, Dude, please let- write in with your Dylan and Cole Sprouse, which twin are you quizzes. Uh, yeah, so here's the future say, of I was about to say chat, but really listeners podcast listeners yes. um this is the future of uncouth we are going to establish ourselves as a brand of quizzes and listicles that are just mm-hmm. c- more comprehensive than our competitors so instead of which Sp- sprouse brother are you it's which uh olsen sister are you and it's 32 questions they're all essay questions they all have to do <laughs> with the location they have, be, they have to be fucking reviewed by a live human correct being. you have to have you have to have references <laughs> A boss. Uh, I need. This is like twenty three and me. I need some it's like of a your resume. DNA. We need your resume. Correct. This is the future of uncouth. Um, There's gonna I be think... a Mary Kate and Ashley one, and also a Tia and Tamara one. Yeah, We're writing that one's... them both. They're in the works. That's pretty good. And maybe there'll even be one for um, uh, the one, the Lindsay Lohan one, where she, they just did her twice. But it's like, hey, which Lindsay Lohan are you in this but one it's movie? Just both Lindsay Lohans. Yeah, but. Yeah, one's British and the other yeah, one's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's, it's literally the same girl, but she plays twins for some reason in that movie. Why wouldn't they just hire twins? You want to talk about fucking, fucking discrepancies in Hollywood? Now Hollywood isn't, isn't fucking hiring for the right fucking role or whatever. Twins. They should have gotten twins there. Yeah, there are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of twins that that could have used the work, man. I they agree. fucking put, fucking freckled faced young Lindsay Lohan in that role. Bitch, I hate her. What? What a shame, dude. It's fucking disgusting. That could have gone to Tia and Tamara. Tia and Tamara. Maori, yeah. Maori, Mau the Maori sisters. Yeah, dude. Could've okay, so in... funny thing, my sister and I. Anytime we see each other, we we sing the theme song for that show. Sister, Tia sister. and Tamara. That song. No, but the actually, sisters. you almost got the um, the like cadence right. Oh, I know. I know. That. I know how that goes. I know sister, how it goes. Sister, sister. sister. Yeah. Sister, sister, I got my own mind. I think this is called. I think this is called digital blackface. You're gonna be go to prison what? for this. It's a song. Uh uh uh. It's the theme song <laughs> for the show. Those are the sounds of the riders on chariots coming to take you to prison. Oh my god! What the <laughs> fuck? No! I, I started to sing. Yeah, sister, sister was a, it was an all right show, man. Oh, I thought it was really good. I know. I'm saying, yeah, it was. A, it was a good show, dude. Also, that so Raven was really good. Whatever happened to her? Whatever happened Actually, to Raven? Isn't she on the View? <laughs> the what? The View. Hold on, dude. The View. I don't know what that is. It's that show with the fucking shrieking women that are all like way past any sort of relevancy, and they just yell at each other because one's a fucking conservative, and you know, one's. An old bitch and one's fucking Ozzy Osbourne's daughter or whatever the fuck. 
I've never heard <laughs> that in my life. You've never, they just start, they, it's just these, you've never heard of The View. <gasps> oh, no, but she was on uh, The Masked Singer. Wait, was she not on The View? I don't, I'm looking at her uh, Wikipedia. Raven. Right Raven now. Simone, that's her name. Simone, the yeah. View. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, she was, yeah, The View on a permanent basis after she guest hosted multiple times. Oh, I thought, okay, she was a guest host. I thought she was um, like a, a new part. But no, they just I mean, it, it, she she's on there permanently now apparently. Oh okay cool cool cool. Wow she has a variety of looks. Holy shit! I went to Google Images, the, the View Raven Simone, and she has a lot of looks. Really? It's like a character customizer in an RPG. She just randomizes it every day. <laughs> oh my god! Stop. Do you see what I'm saying? No, let me look. Dude, please. It's crazy. She looks like a different person every day. I'm like, I'm not criticizing. I'm impressed. That is, she she hmm? looks the same in all these pictures. Dude, she has different hair every time in makeup and all that different. I mean, the only thing that really changes is her hair. And her makeup. <gasps> is this her? Oh, wow. Dude, the, sh the shaved sides are really working for her. She looks really good in this picture. Yeah. Um... That's what I'm saying. Like, she has an undercut in one, and another one, she has long shit. Like, she just has a ton of looks. I don't know. She looks great, dude. 35, fucking. Good. Is she That's 35? so Raven? Yeah, Google just told me. Damn. What a beautiful soul. I know. I, don't, I really don't know anything about her, um, except for that she was on That So Raven and that she's on The View, I guess, is what I know about her. Uh, did you know she was 5'2? She's 5'2. She was until she, she got was, implants, and then she got taller. No, she's five too. That's pretty crazy, huh? She got shin plants. Shin plants. Did you know she was also on the Cosby Show? Yes, I did. Oh fuck, I forgot about that. Forget about that one, yeah. Dude, I bet they bring. I, I often forget about that one. I be. I bet they bring that up on the View occasionally. Oh, what y'all think about that, William Cosby Raven? Oh, they Raven. all start laughing at her and fucking <laughs> kicking her downstairs. Wait, why did why are they kicking her down the stairs? I don't know. Just proximity to Bill Cosby is embarrassing. Oh, she didn't know. She's a child. I know. That's the, why it's funny. <laughs> They're that's all mad not, at her. Oh God, no, no, no! <laughs> How dare you, dude? Oh my fucking God! I just looked at the weather. What? Oh no, dude! I'm for afraid. yo. It's literally until next Saturday like thunderstorms amazing timing couldn't be better time the timing Fuck. couldn't be better dude that sucks so fucking bad dude that fucking blows do you wow. have a do you have a boat do you have a boat just in case it rains too hard will you come scoop me up no we're not you're gonna be hours away from me yeah that's why you take the boat <laughs> i'll be there in yeah. three days <laughs> i'll see <laughs> It's a it's a paddle boat. It's just like, yeah, it's just like a fucking like a tiny little engine. All right, Talia, come on, Kate, let's go. Yeah, like <laughs> my parents, my parents live on the lake and they have a little paddle boat that I can just like Perfect. two people sit side by side and they kick the, and you know they. <laughs> <laughs> Please come rescue me on the I'm on the top of a casino. Help! <laughs> I'm only two hundred miles away. I'll paddle boat my way there. I'll fucking see you in a few days. I, I, you come there and I'm just drowned. <laughs> Shit! We got here too late. Let's turn around, honey. 
Uh, you were trying to float away on fu- some beignets. You thought you thought they would float. <laughs> beignets? Yeah, yeah. I pumped them full of uh, helium. I was no. You're like float me away. No, you're like these beignets are so light and airy. So light you bite in them. Fl- they, they're they're like so a fluffy. Cloud. I bet I could float on them. You try to make I a boat I, out of beignets. I bet I could float on these die. bad boys, dude. Idiot. They would get soggy so immediately. Quick. Yeah, they would. It, because you have to, like, dip your beignet in coffee. It's so good. Oh, God, delicious. We can't talk about that. Fuck. It's so good. Oh, my God, it's so good. Okay, so Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> yeah, that game is good, man. Um, Tell me about these mechanics. It's surprising because, like, they're the, with the power of the PS5, the SSD and all that shit. Um, mm-hmm. Like, there's no load times, really, anytime you want to use a fast travel, which there's not a lot of fast travel. It's, like, very specific points in the world. Mm-hmm. Um it's immediate. Like you walk up to the thing and it's like fast travel. Yes. Bring. And then in like half a second, you're running around the other side of the la- the level over or whatever. Oh, that's nice, dude. I, load times sometimes can be a huge pain in the ass. So that's really nice. Yeah. Well, that's, so that was a big focus of this next gen or whatever with both Microsoft and Sony was um, like cutting down on load times and making games just run smoother. Oh, that's so cool. Uh... Yeah. So um, it's, it's really surprising. Like, I feel like this technology uh, with the fast loads and all that shit is um, like Rift Apart was developed around that concept because, I mean, the whole the, the whole idea of the game is that you're traveling between dimensions. And so they can seamlessly go from one area mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, one ecology, maybe you're in like a desert area and then you walk through a door without any loading or anything and you're immediately in space you know like that's the kind of variety variety that they can go uh between immediately like they can, you could just load into an entirely different level with an entirely different look uh without any sort of game like the game having to like hold on wait let me put the fucking do this put the mountain here there's nothing of that it's just oh, it's that's just there so nice it's it's surprising yeah um wait uh, Actually, since we when you bring up the new generation of consoles, right? What what is the new Xbox called? <laughs> the Series X, X? or okay. S? That's dumb. Well, yeah, it's the that's Xbox fine. Series of models or whatever. Okay, so between that one and the PlayStation, what like console exclusives are there? Dude, it's so interesting you say that. So there there are several really good PlayStation exclusives. And the biggest criticism that people have had against Xbox is that they don't really have anything That's in the way of exclusives. However, say. however, uh, this year's E3 confirmed that there's a shit ton of really good Xbox stuff right around the corner, and it's all coming to Game Pass. Uh, maybe that's their big thing. Oh, dude, yeah. So they, they it's, that's Game Pass has been their like primary focus for a couple of years now. Oh, wow. Um, and it they've been they've been like. Um, buying studios, investing in games for the past few years, and it's just now going to start paying off. So, like, oh, we had a f- in in the form of exclusives on Game Pass, right? We nice. we've had we had a few years of dryness when it comes not a few maybe a couple years of a bit of a dryness from Microsoft first party stuff, but that's because they were like they were ac- they were, they were acquiring studios, right. they were making moves, they were like you know just throwing a lot of money around with the investment or in the payoff to come three, four, five years down the road. And we're starting to get to that point where the investment is paying off. And so like, that's why Xbox and Bethesda's conference slash Bethesda's conference was so fucking good because like they're finally, all these investments are finally starting to pay off. Like the ultimate payoff, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So everything coming to fruition. 
Yeah, and so like people who people who are actually invested in the console wars, like who actually give a shit and take a side, you know, small brain, fucking soft brain, fucking Swiss cheese brain, fucking people. Swiss, yes. Uh, they've been saying like ah, Xbox is stupid, fucking power to the PlayStation or whatever because we got. Ratchet and Clank and Spider-Man Miles Morales and Demon Souls and like there's just there are f- four or five really good exclusives on PS5 uh, uh-huh. and it's not even it hasn't been out for a year yet it's not right. not bad dude it's not a bad selection meanwhile Xbox has nothing like that's you can, what I was gonna ask I literally haven't heard anything about any Xbox like new new exclusive things yeah I mean you can play the Game Pass like Game Pass is still the best value and will continue to be the best value in the history of video games. And it's only going to be, be become even better as those first parties hit it. Do but, you think they're going to uh, raise the subscription price as more games Oh, dude, for sure. Game Pass? At some point, they ha- they uh, inevitably will. You think so? I hope they don't. Yeah. They will. I mean, like, every all the streaming services are raising their prices. Really? Yeah. In fact, I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure Game Pass even raised theirs once already. <gasps> Uh-uh. Yeah, because I've been I, I've had Game Dumb. Pass since like when it launched, and I think they had one price jump. Damn, that's a bummer. I think. Um I might be misremembering and thinking of something else, but anyway. Game Pass is so interesting to me in that it's kind of like a Netflix for games. Yeah, I mean that was their that was their model. That's what they wanted mm. to be. And it's it's so it's such a great I mean, listen, every podcast that's ever talked about a video game has talked about Game Pass. I'm not saying anything new or innovative or anything on this oh. fucking topic, but I just want to underscore that Microsoft has struggled in the way of exclusive exclusives for the past two, three years or so. Not to say they haven't had any, but they haven't had a glut of quality. Actually, they haven't had a glut of quality with exclusives for a long time now. But really, yeah. the past couple of years have been especially dry, right. um, because they were making moves that that like we're gonna pay off later. And like when when it does pay off, man, like Game Pass is gonna be fucking insane in about a year. It already is, but it's only gonna become even like that much more insane as these ex- exclusives make their way. stuff from Obsidian, everything from Obsidian and right. uh, uh, Double Fine. God, oh, I kept, Double Fine. Is yeah, it a they were thing now. Yeah, they got acquired by them in 2019. Whoa, so like Psychonauts 2 is going to be an Xbox exclusive. Maybe that's going to be a gay, uh, a day one Game Pass game. Wow. Oh, yeah. Day that's one. crazy. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> so, um, but not just that, like all their other studios, like The Initiative and 343 and The Coalition and... Um, They've just oh and fucking um the people who develop Wasteland uh they have a ton of developers now um so yeah the future for that platform Game Pass in particular but Microsoft in general is uh pretty interesting right I I, I yeah. think it's also cool that you can like play your Game Plus Game Pass games on a PC or some of them anyway that's so right cool. yeah I mean like. Game Pass is an amazing value. Like, all these games are going to come to Game Pass day one. And unless they have, like, they're exclusive to the Xbox console, which I didn't see mm. anything to indicate that, except to say, hey, it's not coming to PlayStation. Right. I think they're all coming to PC and Xbox console Game Pass day one. Wow. Yeah. I mean, just Dude, think of how many PCs they value. are. Yeah. If, just think of how many PCs there are. They would be stupid to make it a, a, a console exclusive right. service. Because yeah. there are... 
however many Xboxes there are, there is fucking 20 times that many PCs. Yeah, you know? most definitely. That's like a great uh, cross-pollination effort on Microsoft's part. Right. I, I feel like they're really covering their bases. It, yeah, it, it's pretty fantastic. I don't know. Ratchet's good also on PlayStation. Yes, yes. So Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> uh, so yeah, lastly, I just want to say a couple things. Uh, they do a lot of really cool stuff with the haptic feedback on that controller. Um, oh, that's fun. Yeah, that continues to be maybe the best thing about the PS5, setting itself apart from the Xbox. The it's like haptic. It, dude, the DualShock Five or the DualSense is like the coolest, most interesting, best controller I've ever used. That's cool. That reminds it's me a of great like when controller. I played with the uh, the Index, how there was like some haptic feedback, like when you'd pick oh, up yeah. items or whatever. It was it just really helped with like immersion. I think. It really adds to the experience for it does. Uh, maybe not for everyone. Like I know there are some critics out there that, you know, if maybe if you are, if you have carpal tunnel or something like that, uh, like there, are, maybe there are some accessibility concerns there for sure. You can turn it off. I think pretty easily. It's pretty easy. You can, yeah. you can for sure. But as far as like just that bonus, not everyone is getting the bonus of the That's haptics true. because some people physically can't and for some people, they just don't like it. Um, but for myself, like if rumble is an option, I always want rumble on, you know, like, I, I like haptics a lot. Same. Um, and so they do some they do some cool stuff with that. The story's interesting. I like a lot of the new characters. Um, it gets a little too melodramatic at some points, and I feel like it's really? it's kind of it's kind of um, undeserved, and only because the game has such a chipper, cheery sort of tone. Like people compared this game to uh, Pixar a lot because of how good it looks. Like like visually, Aww. this game is stunning. Uh, wow. I played with, I played at the, there, so there are three modes, 60 FPS ray tracing, 60 FPS, uh, 4k and then 30 FPS, but 4k and ray tracing. I played at mm -hmm. 60 and ray tracing. Um, and visually one of the best looking games I've ever looked at period. It's fucking beautiful. It's like, it's like a movie, like an, yes, film. like wow. that. It's, we, they finally achieved that. Like, this is it. This That's is what people, dude. yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, and um, and so like everything that it, I think in a lot of ways, the weakest part aspect of the whole experience is kind of the story. Not to say it's bad. It's just I don't know. It, it like it's interesting. And I'm, I, I want to see what they do, what they have to do uh, with the future of this this franchise, Ratchet included. Um, but like. I, I, just, I don't know. I just didn't love the direction. It just felt like they needed to take a serious turn because they have some ideas for the future of the franchise. Right. But the serious turn didn't. F the serious turn didn't feel super. I don't know. Like I said, um, earned. I guess. And it's not because. Huh. It's not because Ratchet doesn't have like the importance or whatever as a franchise. Like Ratchet is a is a super important franchise to a lot of people, and like it, you know, they review well and it sells well. So it's not that it hasn't earned it in that regard. It's just that the story was is and was kind of emotionally up and down, I guess. Like sometimes it's really yeah. chipper and happy and sometimes they dip at, down into these really like kind of deep existential questions and issues, um, which I like. That's I like those interesting. things. It, I, I, that just yeah. seems a little bit out of place, I guess. Yeah. And I think you you can do comedy and and crisis you can do that like those two genres aren't magnetically opposed uh i just don't know that they did it very well with this game um and it wasn't Dude, it wasn't bad or atrocious even i just don't know that they it landed super well a great mix of like comedy and uh -huh. like tackling some harder issues 
disco. Oh, dude, no, you're yeah. absolutely you're absolutely right. Yes, because that's such a funny, light-hearted games at some points, and mm. then at other points it is just fucking oppressive. Like, yeah, hard to fucking watch, hard to play because of like some of the content. Mm -hmm. Um, but I won't go any further into that for now. Um. Okay, we'll get into that. Yes. in depth but uh yeah that's kind of all i wanted to say on ratchet i think it, it controls amazingly like for platforming for um exploration uh traversal all of the the new tools they give ratchet like there's some tools that they give him that you've never really seen in ratchet before as far as his oh, ability fun. to uh get around environments i guess mm -hmm. um and which is good because a lot of these environments are really big and yeah. like in a way that ratchet and clank had never really been big uh, mm -hmm. It's a really cool evolution of the series. Um, I love it mechanically. I love it visually. I love, like, the soundtrack is fucking fantastic. Everything about it is, like, they are just, they're killing it over there. Um, but, yeah, I think the weaker part is the story. And actually, it's interesting. I think the I think that's kind of true for Miles as well, Miles Morales. Um, but right. I think Ratchet and Clank is overall just a, a more fun, more interesting sort of game. But also, I had just played Spider-Man when I played Miles Morales, so maybe I was a little fucking tired of it, whatever. Sure, sure, sure. Um, it's a it's a, like, if you're a PS5 owner, I think this is a must-own must game. It is how, really, how really much, good. How much is it? 60 It's $70. Set what? PS5 games are 70 bucks. Since fucking winter games, $70? What the fuck? Yeah, most most uh, uh, releases are seventy bucks these days. Oh my fucking god, dude! I guess not having the newer consoles, I fucking missed this fucking shit. What the what the <laughs> fuck? Seventy. Yeah. Yep. Seventy uh, bucks. Uh, seventy dollars. Yeah. Listen, all all of our like Australian and 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 Brazilian friends are are mad for freaking out because they have to sometimes pay. Oh, well over a hundred in their areas. What? Oh yeah, dude. For a game? Yes. Why? How? How? Why? Well, how? Uh, Why? Regulations and stuff. Usually, it's like you know tariffs and trade decisions, and uh, you know just fucking weird political stuff that uh, they, I they can't. They can't just buy well. like Ratchet and Clank off of Amazon for like seventy bucks. If you go to if you're in Brazil and you go to Amazon, I don't know if you can go to fuck. I don't know. I don't know. But if you're in Brazil and you go to Amazon and Ratchet and Clank listed there and whatever the currency is, it's going to be listed at whatever hundred bucks or whatever it is for them. I don't know what it is for them. I just know it's more expensive. I know That's their consoles are pro stupid. The consoles are prohibitively expensive. Way like like multiple many more times oh. than we play than we pay. The uh, consoles? Yes, the consoles themselves. It's it's bad in a lot of not just brazil i'm not just it, it's bad in australia in a lot of areas in the world that this, is like crazy yeah this shit is exp it's an expensive hobby expensive fucking hobby That's but so in other sad. part of the world it's prohibitively expensive oh my god listen up people who gotta deal with that find yourself a nice american friend oh no Get Get them to buy it for you and then just have them mail it to you. Can you do that? Is that a thing? I have no idea. I, I would, I guess so. I don't know if it's a gift. Yeah. I don't know. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, then just Venmo the money to them. 
That's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Jesus uh, Christ. But anyway, um, Ratchet and Clank is like a. It's like it might be my front runner for game of the year right now. Um, Whoa, dude, it's so good. I I haven't liked Ratchet and Clank to this degree since Up Your Arsenal. Like it, I really, really, really like this game a lot. It's like a nine point five out of ten for me. Damn. It's really good. It's really good, and I hope um, all PS5 owners get around to playing it at some point. Well, that's good to know. That's crazy. You like that game so much. I, dude, I sleep hard on Ratchet and Clank. I've never played a Ratchet and Clank game. Yeah, those, um, it's, it has a big fan base, uh, and its fan base is very dedicated. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I feel like for Ratchet and Clank fans, they're, they have played the franchise for a long time, usually. Right. You know, it's, it's a lot of people like myself who played it on PS2 and they just kind of grew up with the franchise. Um, but the cool thing about this game is, uh, sorry, I have, I have to take a little break there for a second. <laughs> Hold uh, on. Um, no, the cool thing about this game is the, uh, is there is a sort of, it's a good entry point into the series if you've never played it, um, because yeah. it does seem like they're kind of, um, I don't know. I don't want to say anything that's like too spoilery or going to make you think that I'm, I mean a thing that I don't. Cause like. What I'm trying to say is that they it, this is kind of a turning point in the franchise, but I don't want anyone to make assumptions about that because it's not nearly as big as that could mean, but it's also not as small as that could mean. There's a very specific story thing that happens that I I'm, I'm kind of thinking about with this game, and so if you want to be if you want to like get in, involved with the fucking franchise and play these games, now would be a good time because whatever the sequel is, I think it might be a slightly different from what we know Ratchet to be. Interesting. Uh, but this game is fucking awesome, regardless of what they do with the, the franchise, regardless of, you know, where it falls, um, you know, so far as a ranking, I think it's really, really good. Very nice. Very nice. Do you, do you know what series they really need to reboot? Uh, Ninja Gaiden. I was talking about that no. today. Ninja Gaiden, Ryu Hayabusa, no. the ninja flipping around doing backflips. No. Yeah. No. What? Ape Escape. Yeah, dude. Bro. That'd be awesome. Those games are so fun. They are. Incredible soundtrack. Those games fucking rule. Oh, dude, they play so. They're just like such a fun, easygoing, cute little cartoony time. Yep. Oh, I love, dude. Sadly, um, sadly, that studio was like absorbed or something into the PlayStation brand. They don't actually, they don't like, that name doesn't exist. I can't remember the name of the studio, but the people that developed fucking Ape Escape were just kind of absorbed into the overall Sony, like the PlayStation brand. And so now they're just kind of like PlayStation Japan East or whatever the fuck. Well, they're, they're making a mistake by not. By not making another Ape Escape game. Hang on, I'm about to do something real quick. Are you going to email them and ask for a new Ape Escape game? Oh, it's Japan Studio. That's who it is. It's Japan Studio. Those are the people oh, okay. who developed um, Ape Escape. Uh, you want to hear something fantastic, though, Boney? Yes, yeah. The closest thing that you're going to get to an Ape Escape these days. The closest uh -huh. thing, and I promise you. Yes. Do you want to know what that is? Yeah, tell me, please. How... How uh, how much do you need to hear this? Uh, Pretty badly. 
10 out of 10 need to hear? The closest thing you're going to get to an ape escape? Uh-huh. Astro's motherfucking playroom. Yeah, I'll just that... play I'll just play the old ape escapes. Thank you. No, stupid because uh Astro's All right, guys, playroom uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. Developed <laughs> by <laughs> Studio Japan. I don't developed give a fuck. Him. I want ape escape. I don't want Astro. I want monkeys. Dude, I I hear you. I love monkeys. Listen, don't get me wrong about the monkeys. I love them. I want to put them in nets. Monkeys come up. I want to I want to hit them with my little lightsaber. I want to catch them in my nets. Dude, the cookies. Oh, I love that game series. I know. Monkeys get brought up just about every episode (laughs) in some regard. Oh, that's true. That is I like sort of thing. Monkeys. Dude, I also like monkeys, but they're also fucking scary, dude. Monkeys are scary. Fucking eating faces and stuff. But listen, we're getting off track. We're getting off topic. The point that I'm trying to make is you need to play fucking Astro. No, I don't want to play that. I don't have a PlayStation. Dude. Send me yours and I'll play it. No, can't do that. But uh, maybe one day you'll play it. No, listen, in all seriousness, uh, that's a great game. You would really like it. I I don't have the money for a PlayStation. I'm not asking you to buy a PS5. I'm just saying at some point in the future... I'm sure you will get your hands on one. Play the fucking Astro. It's installed on it already. And you'll have fun. It's good. GPU. My GPU. Don't know what to do. My pee-pee-poo. So. We have Ratchet and Clanked. And now we're going to move on to a much better game. Mm. Much better. You're trying to trigger me. I like Disco Elysium better. Ratchet and Clank ha- is, st- is fucking I wasn't great, even, though. I wasn't even going to talk about Disco Elysium. Man, shut your ass up. What were you going to talk about? Some bullshit? Talk about, I was going to talk about Sheep Raider. Oh, uh, not even close. Ratchet and Clank is a, a genre-defining game. No, Sheep Disco Elysium. Is... Disco okay, Elysium. Yeah, yeah. So... Very exciting news. Guess who beat Disco Elysium last night slash this morning? Because I couldn't stop. Uh, wait, hang on. Let me. George wait. Clooney. I said I in that sentence, so that should have been your first context clue. I don't listen to you. I just so, talk, and sometimes it matches up with things you say. <laughs> with the things that I say, it, it, it just kind of seems like a conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not actually, it just sort I'm of just... works out. It's honestly pretty amazing. Well, my thing is just like a stream of consciousness, and I think you just kind of bounce around it. I do, <laughs> yes. I, d- I just traverse your, your stream of consciousness <laughs> and, and try and make it match together as much as I can. Actually, your Star ed- Fox to my Andros. <laughs> dude, dude, the fucking editing process is hell because it's just a lot of moving around just gibberish. Just conversation. <laughs> it's a pretty amazing job, though. Yeah, thank you. I All really do considered. my best. Dude, we, we bust our ass here, okay? We really try. Yes, you're right. It's all all these problems that we have are caused by me, but I do nothing to fix it. Stop! No, it's fine. <laughs> Everything is good. We both work very <sighs> hard. So, Disco Elysium, I beat it. Yay. Um, listeners, from this point onward, we are going to be delving into some pretty hefty spoilers for Disco Elysium mm-hmm. because I think this game deserves and merits a spoiler-filled discussion. Mm-hmm. So, if you have not played the game, please go play it now and come back in roughly 40 hours once you have finished the game and listen mm-hmm. to this discussion. 
Yes, please. Uh, we'll get that that nice second click, that second listen. Ooh, thank Ooh. you, listener. Uh, actually, yes, please do that, my friends, my <laughs> dearest friends. Yeah, for logistics, please do that. Yes, for logistics and numbers, please do that. Also, rate and review. And, and give share us it with like. your friends, like Baba Yaga friends. and cryptozoologist Aww, said. Oh, yeah, share with your friends. <laughs> Dude, that, that, that grassroots shit is my jam. Wait, what? That grassroots oh, yeah. is my jam, dude. I know. We're trying, like, we want Uncouth to be a, um, like, it's like, like a the, family. Yeah, but like the sort of chaotic and seemingly random explosion of a star that's all very controlled. It's all yes. very scientific and controlled. Yes. Uh, we want that to be Uncouth on Twitch. We just kind of, like, like people on the outside are like, what the fuck is going on over there? But when they get there, like, oh, this is nice. Oh, wow, I like this. This is beautiful, beautiful. Now I have a great tan. I have an excellent tan. Ah, oh, my skin is burning. Help. Help me. Help, That's cancer. Okay. We'll be we'll be gentle with all you fine new listeners. Oh, we'll be gentle. We'll be very gentle. We'll caress you. We'll give you little kisses. It'll be so that's her. That's that's her responsibility. I actually just like start stabbing feet. <laughs> no, stop. Why feet? No, no, no. What? No, not stabbing. I, it was like a like meat pulverizer. But like I'm oh, not pulverizing like the feet. So They're you're like giving, nice massages. You're foot massages. Yeah, like a nice. I'm. It's gonna like your feet are gonna feel new. Oh wow! So yeah, I, I'm I'm over here like giving you little kisses on on your forehead, <laughs> and you're like, oh yes, rub, rubbing the soles of their feet. <laughs> we've actually captured several cherubs and we've given them big leaves. Oh, and then they're gonna fan you, they're gonna fan you flying around. Grapes. <laughs> oh my god, dude, that'd be so cute. What if we? St- is this a cult? What is this? Is a secret society? Yeah, it's a cult now. I th- I'm pretty sure we've developed okay. a cult at this point. All right, um, cool. Maybe we'll get that sick Kool-Aid brand deal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Shiftily looking around. No, okay. So really, actually, the spoilers begin now. Thank you for now. listening this far, but leave. Leave! If you don't want the game spoiled for you. If you do, please uh, click off the podcast and click back on and listen again. Because <laughs> it's still at that second click. <laughs> <laughs> please. No, okay. Please, God, please help us. Please, we have families to feed we're dying we still we're don't dying. have the bombus sponsorship dude we still don't bombus we so still please have... tell your friends so we can please, get the bombus t- please somebody write bombus please bombus Every- everybody tweet bombus please please hashtag God. bombus bombus <laughs> oh bombus with your love and affection bombus please bombus dude okay. here's the thing they're like they're like partly a charity organization is this gross <laughs> Oh, uh, no. It's fine. Everything's okay, sweet. Fine. I was hoping that's what you would say. Yeah, yeah, everything's fine. We're good. Okay, disco talk now. Yes. How, how did you feel? Do you want me to start, or do you want to start? Oh, man. Where do we go? How do we start talking about everything that happens in that game? Uh, well, clearly we start from the end. So, oh, right, that's the only logical... So how did your how did yours go? How did you did you see the cryptid? I don't know if you can Hello? hear any of my freaking out. You can't hear me. You can't hear me right now because I'm screaming so loud. Oh. But dude, dude, yeah. the Insulindian Phasmid. Yeah, dude. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> Isn't that good? That moment that is was incredible. D- best part of the fucking game. What dude, yes. The 
fuck it was crazy it was amazing it was it, yeah that that whole sequence was absolutely fucking incredible. it was so fucking magical and out of left fucking field and so yeah. fucking unexpected but it made sense it wasn't just some like bullshit woohoo you know like some m night Shyamalan no. fucking here's our twist dude it it tied in so perfectly with the story if you had done the appropriate side quests right and, yeah, and like you... no go ahead i was just going to say if you hadn't been doing side quests and if you hadn't been paying attention to like conversations that sort of develop the right. the um mythology of the world yes. then i can definitely see how that would come out of left field because you talked to um uh what's her name karen the Lena. boat lady huh? oh oh the boat lady the one at the beginning she's acting as the intermediary between the big corporation and the, the workers union joyce, joyce yes so early on in the game you know you you get access to joyce and she can tell you like just about everything about the state of the world she's not like you some things are fleshed out later uh especially in the church area and talking to the ravers and stuff right um but as far as like the universe and sort of like the political leanings of certain areas of the world and all that. Well, that's explained throughout the game from just about everybody. It is. But jo- what I'm saying about Joyce is that she's kind of a, a wealth of knowledge. She's one of yes. the early uh, characters that gives a lot of that information. And other instances flesh out a lot of what she just tells you from the beginning, which is an inter- a cool way to do that because she's given you a ton of information that you don't really know what to do with. Right. And it's it's with these other experiences, other characters it and like other missions. It reinforces everything. Exactly. And that's yeah. when things start to connect. It's like, oh, I learned about this three hours ago. Now it mm-hmm. makes sense. Dude, yeah, it's all uh, fleshed out Kind of crazy well. story with everything. I never learned in depth about the pale. Wait. At all in your playthrough? No. Oh, really? So at what point did you learn about the pale? Because that's I, actually I, one of my favorite things about the game. I mean, I, di- I didn't. I still don't know what it is. I oh, really? Yeah, I don't know much of anything about it. I mean... Dude. I did the the mission where you climb up on top of the horse. Did you do that one? Uh, I think that went differently for me. <gasps> what? Yeah, I've seen it, though. I've, I've seen, uh... I've seen, like, screenshots of that sequence, but I never watched it. Dude, so from my understanding, from like the little tidbits in regard to the pale that I've gotten, the pale is just sort of like this weird, like, like almost like Twilight Zony type shit where mm-hmm. like an alternate reality maybe or something. I, I just I'd never got an explanation as to what the pale is. OK, also, so I can also the ocean or some shit. I don't know. Please. Yes, I, I can kind of I'll do my best to explain it from what I. OK, so the world is known as Elysium. Like, yes. that's where Elysium comes from in the, in the title. That's right. the world they live on. Yes. Uh, from what I understand, it's flat. They live in a flat, they fl- it's a flat earth. Oh. Uh, and they are surrounded by some sort of, uh, wait, some sort of, like, there's some sort of wall. But it's not a physical wall. It's not like a, a wall that was constructed by creatures. It's like some sort of mystical gravitational you know some sort of force or something that surrounds the the world of elysium um okay and so space travel and doing any any sort of scientific discovery that extends outside of elysium is really difficult because they are Uh surrounded by this substance this this force or whatever Uh um so like they haven't they haven't been able to unlock the like space travel and all that 
nor do they have a great way of traversing the, the, the pale, which exists between all the land masses. And in the world so of the Disco pale Elysium, is like the ocean. Not exactly. The pale is because there are oceans, but oceans are found uh, on the uh, they call they call them isola uh, isolas, which yeah. is like Italian isolas. Isolas, yeah, they call them isolas, and uh, but they're just islands. They're just islands in the pale. Yeah. Imagine islands in the ocean, but instead right. of ocean, it's viscous white mist fog ah. shit. And when you interact with the pale, it degrades your mental faculties over time to where eventually if you spend too long in the pale, you lose all sense of self and you become like a husk. Okay. And that's what's happening to the world. The world, the, the pale is, is expanding and it's <sighs> encompassing physical space. And so oh. the more time that you spend close to the pale, uh, similar to the, uh, the guy on the island, uh, the isolate, what's they call it? The isolationist? What do they call the guy? The deserter. The deserter, yes. Or his name's like Joseph or something. Yes, the deserter. Um, Similar to the deserter in the cryptid, he spent too long next to the cryptid, which implies some sort of mystical, um, uh, in my mind, some sort of um, tether, some sort of connection to the pale with this cryptid. Yeah, I think Uh, so. The cryptid talks about it. She says that she's poisonous. She has this sort of like mental degradation stuff. Exactly. If you spend a long time in the cryptid's presence, she she makes you forget that you saw her. It's part. It's like a defense mechanism. Exactly, and that's and the pale does something similar where people who who study it for too long or interact with it too long or spend too much time in the pale traversing it, they lose they lose similar mental faculties. Um, right. And so, so like that is kind of the most important aspect of this entire fucking game, the pale. That's what all of this is going back to. The world is ending. The world is being yes. encompassed by this white fog that that kill it kills you slowly. But you eventually lose like function in your brain, and I I guess insane essentially. Yeah, I'm kind of extrapolating here because I don't I don't know specifically what the ultimate fate of a human is in the pay in the pale, but I just know that that you lose yourself. Um, And so that's like everything about all the political systems and all the and all you know the movements of humanity through these different cultures, like the entire like the message or the theme of all of the game. is kind of about the frailty of it all and how ultimately we are at the the whims of the rest of reality that's encroaching right. on us. Yeah. We can't stop the pale. We ha- they have no way of stopping the pale. They just have to get closer and closer together as they squeeze inland trying to escape the pale until eventually it just swallows them. Wow. I'm going to have to go back and like watch some videos yeah. um on like her description of this because um, did you, so when you went into, on the island, the sniper's nest, mm-hmm. did you take a little nappy poo on that bed? Yeah. Wait, I don't remember specifically. Is that what initiates the dream sequence? Dolores Day? Yes. Day I. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Uh, that was, uh, that was amazing stuff. Um, that was fucking nuts. Especially after that. Did you see the big sort of like spiritual similar sort of like vision quest thing in in the the church church? yeah yeah Yeah. so do do you know much about dolores dei or whatever no no no. so she she was a political and religious revolutionary oh Oh, in the the games mythology in the games mythology yes yes yeah then i do yes i'm aware okay gotcha gotcha yeah yeah yeah. um and it's man i wish i 
I only know kind of, I, I wish I, I don't know if there's more to say about Dolores Day as far as what she was, who she was, all right. that sort of thing. But I just know that she was, she is now revered as a political revolutionary, a well, spiritual Well, revered leader. or hated. Right. Depending on your belief system, I guess. Right. Yes. Yeah. Because she's a murderer. Mass murderer. Yes. Right. But she had those glowing lungs. Mm. Man, that's uh, that's actually an area of the game that I need to get more brushed up on is her fucking responsibility and place in it all. Yeah, um, I don't really know too terribly much about it. Uh, but you but you learn a good bit in the church, I think. A good bit of it is explained. Uh, did you end up doing the quest with the like hole in reality in the church? In the church, yeah, I did. Oh man, I actually haven't thought about that sequence. It was fucking incredible. In, in, it's like up there in with two the years for me. That was badass. Yeah, fuck, dude. That's what's that man. I I need to go back and watch that scene again. Fuck, I, I forgot about it. Like, fucking great. It's so cool because this game start. It, the game doesn't really inform you that it's gonna go in that direction. Right. Where, like, where reality like is a bending more, and where a more mythical sort of like just surreal direction. Right. The cool thing about the pale is that they describe the pale similar to how gravity is described or the way that gravity works in space where like mm -hmm. reality is warped in the pale, right. like time works differently. Uh, gravity, it works differently in the pale. Like the pale is this all encompassing thing. Uh, and so like, like fab, the fabrics of what we know reality to be are coming like apart. And right, being unwoven. Exactly, and you don't really find out about any of this stuff until you cross the fucking bridge and go to the second island. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, right, 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 right. That's when, like, like Joyce and stuff talks about it, but it's so high-minded and obscure mm -hmm. that you don't have, you can't picture or imagine what she's saying, and then you get to see it. In, in, in the church and then on the island with the – like then you start to understand – you put together the nature of this world and like everyone's place in it. And uh, it's incredible. Like the ending of the game with the cryptid reminded me – Oh, so good. Of the ending of uh, one of my favorite movies. It's called A Serious Man. Um, uh -huh. And the, the ending of that movie, I'm not going to go into it, but it has a similar sort of supernatural, nihilistic sort of ending where like – what nothing matters except my except the life that I live kind mm -hmm. of thing Bec right. because like right now it's all um I don't know everything is kind of falling apart in, in a way that makes you realize that like on the other side of this event the cryptid and the thing in the movie I'm talking about the yeah. other side of this event everything's different you see the world differently now right. like things have now changed for the people who have gone through this experience and I love that that's the end of the game like that's dude, it's incredible. Yes, it's incredible. It, so good, dude. The point where the pale really started to come, become clear in my mind, without having that description, I guess, from Joyce was during when I was trying to reach out to the airship. There's some points where Kim is heard talking, but Kim isn't talking. Oh, like we're hearing him through the yeah. pale. Um, and he's just saying this like really weird cryptic shit and it's just right. like really nonsensical and and all kinds of like just weird interference and, like people speaking in like what sounds like German and shit like that and like yeah. and at one point I think her name's Andre or something or no Sonia 
Sonia, the programmer, she is explaining how like the pale when you like when you're trying to transmit through the pale, like mm. there's a lot of signal interference and like weird shit going on because we're trying to reach up to the airship, I guess, or reach yeah, over dude. to the airship. That part was fucking cool and surreal. It was that was the first time where something. Well, I mean, I guess outside of like the the ch- the whole church area with the the hole and like reality, mm-hmm. but that was the first time where it got like really pale, pale sort of supernatural. Right. Um, I I don't know. Those portions of the game were my favorite parts. The church, the Me whole too. church area. Anytime like the pale was brought up, and there was some sort of like weird like like. It, it almost felt like they were breaking the fourth wall a little bit. It was just, str- it yeah. just felt super surreal and strange. Yeah, it's that is definitely my favorite. As far as individual bits of lore and mythology and story, like I love the stuff about the political systems, the fucking scientific communists and right. the communards and the liberal. I love all of that stuff. Uh, but as far as any individual system of mythology in this game, the the stuff about the pale and the state Dude, of the universe is 100%. so it's so good. interesting, it's so fucking good, yeah, so good. Um, it 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 reminds me like the way that they talk about the pale reminds me, like I said, of the way that scientists talk about how gravity works at a cosmic scale, not right. how gravity works, uh, you know, insofar as like you drop a you know the fucking Isaac thing Newton thing and an apple falls. falls from a tree, yeah. But, like, the way that gravity bends around stars and black holes mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, that's kind of how they talk about the pale. And it's like it's it's like they the, – the people who live in Disco Elysium kind of get to study the cosmic effect of gravity in their everyday life, you know? Right. Because no, they're just kind of hanging around it. It's so cool. Like, it, it's so well written. Like, the writing in this game is the best writing I've ever encountered in a video game. It's so – thoroughly thought out and well written and properly explained that it just like feels real like the pale feels real i want to know more about the pale i feel like there's a fog coming over the horizon like dude dude. it's fucking incredible this game is so good dude the two best games of 2019 really got (laughs) existential uh with their subject matter because i would i would implore you dude at some point you have to play a game called outer wilds it deals with similar themes of existence and purpose and, you know, the smallness of life. That's the one where you life. die over and over again, right? Yes. Like but... every time an asteroid hits or some shit? Oh, man. You know so much about it already. That's all That's all I know. I've oh, just okay. seen. I just saw somebody play, like, a, a portion of it. I'm like, why do you keep fucking dying? And you're just gotcha. like, oh, it's just a thing that happens. You have to explore Dude, more every time. That's a game. You want to talk about endings. I think in 2019... Outer Wilds and Disco Elysium gave us two of the best video game endings I've ever seen. Wow. Both of those games, and they came out just a few months. It was weird how those two games came out alongside each other because at every award show, it was like, it was between Disco or Outer Wild. Like, which one gets the award? And I mean, Sekiro came out and all that, but those two games, I feel like, just stood out so fucking far from the rest of the pack. Right. Man, Man I, yeah, I need it, to play Outer Wilds. I'm gonna put that on my list right now, hmm. dude. Awesome! Like, I played Outer Wilds first because it came out first, and I didn't think it was possible that a game would come out and make that I liked more than that game until Disco came out. And uh, like the the fucking battle of those two games in my mind over which one I I like I I 
prefer or like would give a game of the year sort of nod to was it was man it was such a fucking tight race it was so difficult those games are there they do similar things but they're so profoundly different as well they are they like they couldn't be more similar and dissimilar (laughs) they're interesting they are such interesting fucking companion games but they came out so close to each other and they are they are both like indicative on the state of the industry in different sorts of ways i think that those games are both incredible incredible games both of those games are better than anything that came out last year both of them where where were where were they on your your rankings by the way wait what do you mean and and disco disco was one and outer wilds was two damn okay wowie Fuck, that's crazy. Okay, I have it on my two playlists. And I've also moved Disco to completed games. There you go. Oh, fuck, Disco's so good. Okay. It's so um, good. And we haven't even talked about, like, we've talked so much about the high-minded fucking nature of the universe. We haven't even talked about interpersonal relationships, character development, <laughs> anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, wait, before we get Kuno. to that, I, I want to talk about... Oh, dude. Oh, my God. Okay, so before we get into that, I want to talk about the whole political system. Mm-hmm. I didn't really care i didn't really care really i was really interested in it in it really i it was yeah. just like whatever to me they were like i'm an ultra liberal well i'm a moral intern well i'm a blah 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 i'm a fucking part of the rcm i'm part of the mm-hmm. fucking people's militia and i was just like dude i don't give a fuck what you align with like do you suck or do you not i don't like what do you, what's your deal are you an asshole i yeah. thought the racial conflict was really interesting and that there were like some like fucking blatantly racist, terrible fucking people. I mm. thought that was interesting and extremely relevant. And like, I feel like the writers handled it in a really good way to like showcase how like how pertinent and crazy racism is. Mm-hmm. Um, not only in this world, but also it, it kind of mirrors like our the world that we live in today. Uh, I thought that was really interesting. I like that they sort of tackled that issue, but like, when it came to like political points, I, d- I just kind of didn't care. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I um. I think that I paid closer attention the second time through when I, I which I didn't finish my second playthrough, but I paid closer attention to that stuff because you get most of the political stuff. I think in the first couple days, really, it's like they really they set up like the um you know, the sociological or cultural nature of the world mm-hmm. in the first couple days where they talk about, you know, like art and the, the political systems and the, the uh, law and order, like the judicial system that you get a lot of that stuff in the first couple days. And then the, the second couple days you get um, really the more interesting stuff about the pale, I think. Well, that's true. Uh, but I will say like the, the political stuff was absolutely, th- I mean, it was throughout the entire game. I mean, the whole oh, for reason sure. for you playing the game was because of the deserter, right? He was part of like, I, I don't, I, well, like, it's, it's the, it's the, the thing that the fucking, what do they call the inciting incident, right? Was the guy, uh, who was a part of the mercenary troop who was hanged, um, right. outside of the whirling and rags. And that was, a, that was a political, yeah, you're right. It was a, it was a politically motivated thing starting, you know, f- starting with the dock workers union going on strike. Like it, well, that this, was, no, it all started from the sniper. The oh sniper yeah, I'm sorry. Shot the guy. Yeah, you're right. And you're that right. That was like a politically fueled action. Granted, it was also fueled partially by like jealousy, but the Klausia issue was and... he he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't concerned about Clausia. He was concerned about a uh, 
the fact that like his quote unquote enemy with whatever political alignment this guy had was like mm. enjoying himself like he was a fucking ch- child molester and like whatever else and like he was in the comfort of like a woman and yeah. was like just strung out like having a good time like he was so dude was so overcome by like anger or whatever the deserter that he just like popped him in the head yeah right and uh i but he he deeply cared about what happened to Claudia. Oh, the dude? Yeah, I, that's the sense that I got. Like, well, I don't, I don't feel like it was purely charged with political reasons. I th- well, I think, I think actually the political motivations go deeper than we than we're trying to. Um, that we need to give them more credit than we're allowing for. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Because yes, they were political motivations. The guy, it was a fucking whatever. I don't, I don't remember whatever mercenary shit political system those guys were a part of. The isolationist right. wasn't having or the the um, deserter. Deserter wasn't having any part yes, of that. Sir. But the the thing about Claudia was that he viewed her as the as an example of society gone bad. Like she right. was a kind of scapegoat for what he thought the world had become. She was you know, some sort of like prostitute in the sex industry in some sort of way. She was doing drugs. Like she just lived very free, loose, however he want, would want to describe it. And so he would try, he was trying to frame, or he tried to frame the murder on her. No, because he, no, huh? no, that is not, that is not the vibe I got at all. Absolutely really? Not. No, he, he was vying for her. He loved Klossy. No, I know. Like, I know. It was a love hate thing. It was, I'm not, I'm not saying it was purely out of hatred. I think that he had, and interest in her, but in the same way that someone kills John Lennon because they love them so much, I think that it was it was the fucking cryptid messing with his brain. He I mean, hated the political that was be system. My next point, yes. He hated the political system the mercenary guy was a part of. He hated what uh, he viewed society to be through Claudia, but he couldn't suppress the uh, the sexual desire and romantic urge he had for Claudia at the same time. That's right. the complex nature of human emotions: is that we can both love and be a, and desire something, but also despise the thing that it it has become or lives in, right? Right. Or even or, represents or represents for you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He, no, he was disturbed deeply. Oh yeah, and that's kind of gonna be my next was gonna be my next point uh, to get back onto the cryptid for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Like what's I think the thing that I liked most and like why the the ending with the cryptid was like the best scene for me mm-hmm. was like the reason for all of this was the cryptid, the Insulindian cryptid, yeah. right? If it had not affected this guy because he had been in close term proximity to it for so long and like degraded his brain to such that yeah. degree where he had like gone absolutely catatonic upon seeing it uh just to demonstrate like how fucked up he was by this thing mm-hmm. uh he, he probably wouldn't have shot the dude like none of this would have happened without the cryptid none of yeah. that was so fucking crazy for me because it was like on the island we're talking to the deserter yosef or whatever and it was just like all right this guy's the killer like good like we've got the motive good da 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 and then the cryptid shit happens and it's like well, really, in a way, the cryptid is kind of the cause for all of right. this. And it was just, uh, dude, it was so good. It was so. It good. was. It and was so, so like, oh, good. As the as the the detective in the situation, I'm not asking like what you did specifically, but kind of right. like to put yourself in in their world. How do you approach that when the guy killed the dude? Uh, he cold blood murder it is what it is he fucking killed the guy right yes. it's a open and shut case 
uh, right. as far as as far as most people would be concerned. And then you discover the cryptid. You discover yes. the influence that the cryptid has. But then if you stop to think about it for just a minute, you realize that that is there is some sort of um, external impetus for a lot of the fucking things that people do, right? Yes. And so, like, you blame obviously is placed on the deserter. Obviously, right. he did the thing. He pulled the fucking trigger. But in the same way of the cryptid just kind of being around, people are shaped negatively by their environment all the time, and they are coerced to do things that in other under circumstances they wouldn't have done. You right. know, so there is this kind of like in the same way that the humans are fearful of the entropic nature of the pale and how it's always moving inwards and it's never going to stop and they're they're gonna die. In the same way that you can't stop that, you can't stop the sort of invite you can't choose the environment that you are developed in, that you were raised in, right? Right. And so like so often people become something that they wouldn't have become under other circumstances. And so like yes. we put we put the blame where it should be on the murderer, but we also realize that maybe we should allow for better circumstances not to uh, create murders such as these again, to not create murders such as these again, right? Like, yes. can in this universe, can they figure out some sort of science to detect cryptids, not to eliminate them or kill them, but to maybe, hey, say, hey, that's a cryptid zone. Don't go over there. People right. kind of lose it when they go to the cryptid zone. You know what I'm saying? Like, No, they, definitely. Definitely. And so like in, in a similar way for our reality, there's no such – well, as far as we can tell, there are no such things as cryptids. But we can look at the you know living situations and it, this is how it connects back to the political system. This is my entire point. We can look at the way that people are are brought up, the environment that they're in, and try to do better for the, for future humans that are going to be raised around cryptids or whatever, and just try to prevent that for them. So and so that maybe we can bring humanity to a happier place as we all await our ultimate fucking demise. Uh, and that's kind of like the, that's the 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 big circle take that I like. Everything kind of falls under that for me. Yeah, I would say in the way that you're perceiving the cryptid, it almost sort of like mirrors like a, a shitty socioeconomic situation for exactly. a person like in our reality, right? Like, like it's not necessarily somebody's fault that they fall into a bad situation or associate with bad people or like partake in bad actions because like that may have been sort of the only or only feasible option for them right. given their situation. Um yeah. I if think anything, that's a really interesting sort of parallel. It, it it it's like a lot of the the way that they present sort of morality and law and order and justice mm -hmm. in this game. Um, and if, if they do it cartoonishly because it it is a game. They can't encompass the complexity of our reality right. in a forty hour video game, right? Right. Uh, but the but the cartoonish way that they did display it. Um, if anything, I hope that I hope that it it like kind of helps us understand the complexity of the way that people kind of develop over time right if any yeah. it, like there are a million different takeaways you could take from this game but yes. I, I guess is one interesting point like the deserter had he had some horrendous beliefs right he had some very racist and sexist beliefs that he he would share them with you if you mm -hmm. fucking selected the right dialogue stuff in that on the island he had some erroneous beliefs but being around the cryptid made them so much more profound and and real for him and so like you gotta arrest the guy and you gotta you gotta fucking you know do your due diligence as as the law and order in this place the citizens militia for mm -hmm. harry and kim 
but also you have to understand and realize that um, other people, this may happen to other people at some point. There may be another situation with a cryptid, you know, as the pale right. becomes, as the pale does encroach more and more on humanity, this may happen more often. How can we prevent uh, humanity from going fucking crazy as the, pa- and like, so just like for us, we see our impending doom. We, we know we're, we're bound to, die. as Americans, we live what, 70 to 80, 72, 74, something like that. Right. We know about when we're going to die if we live to be average humans. And so, like, we just got to kind of fucking do what we can while we can and make it the best possible, you know, fucking life and amount of happiness to go around for everyone. Definitely. No, I guess the way that I view the whole cryptid situation, I mean, from like a hairy position, right? Yeah, Um, yeah. The guy is clearly mentally unwell, right? Mm -hmm. Whether that was evident prior to his exposure to the cryptid and only like exacerbated or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. Um, he's clearly j- j- just mentally fucked up. Also, I think he's got yeah. like colon or stomach cancer or some shit. He's shitting and spitting up blood. Yeah, dude. Um, in his case, I would just like prosecute him with, with the whole, I mean, it would be hard to go the cryptid direction. Right. Because like, None of this stuff is evident in research or scientifically backed stuff. Like all of this was like, like telepathically like told to you by the cryptid, which yeah, really right. would not hold up in court. But I mean, I think you could definitely go with like an isolation, an isolation mm-hmm. perspective in terms of like why he's mentally degraded to such a degree. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I mean, I would just, I guess, put him in a place where he can't hurt himself or anybody else and try and give him the best medical care or whatever that the case may be. Cause he, it, there's, you, you throw him in jail like he's gonna die in like two days right, right? like yeah he doesn't have you, long you just you can't do that you just yeah. can't do that he literally it's so, is not well enough mentally or physically yeah so it's so interesting how in this universe cryptozoology is a thing right and we cryptozoology exists in our reality as well or whatever like it exists for us but it, it exists as a kind of like right like fun fiction that that people are like ooh what about the bigfoot do you think he's real like no one that i know anyway or no no one that i take very seriously takes that stuff very seriously like most people believe there is a very scientific sort of explanation for a lot of these mysterious happen- happenings in our world the bigfoot right. fucking loch ness monster whatever um so that's like that's our equivalent of what they perceive as cryptozoology or whatever uh mm-hmm. it seems to be for the people of martinet cryptozoology seems to be a little more serious than what we have in our world. Like they still kind of view it as like, Oh, you know, you know, universities don't really take us seriously or anything, but it does seem like they've kind of stepped a little further in the direction of like, no people take cryptos. Some people take cryptozoology really seriously, but, and I, I listen, I'm not, I'm not fucking oblivious to the fact that people do believe in the Bigfoot and like they have TV shows about it, but most people look at them as, as fucking crackpots, right? Most I, pe- mo- I would say it's the same in the game. I would say there's really no difference there. I think there are people who are devoted, like, as a science to the discovery of these, like, sort of mystical, like, urban legend sort of beings. And they're yeah. just, just as dedicated as um, fucking Lena and her husband. Mm-hmm. And then that fucking weird racist guy that didn't fucking talk to you. Um just as devoted to the pursuit of like that sort of knowledge. Right. And, but I, I think, and this is like demonstrated quite a bit with Kim. Anytime he talks about like a cryptozoologist and that like, he's mm. obviously extremely skeptical. Right. 
Um, I, I think it's about the same. I would say it's the same. I think that you probably just don't, you're, you've never been put in a situation where you've encountered somebody who's like, yeah, Bigfoot's fucking real. Like I've seen, like I'm hunting, you know? Well, I, it's I hard. Like, it's hard to know in my own experiences, people right. that I, I've known that have said that and been sincere about it, though. And right. that's like I never I never got any sense of irony from the cryptozoologist no. in his life. And even people who hunt them on TV shows, it's just a different form They They display their zoology like like Lena and, and the cryptozoologist or whatever the fucking people are called. They had a very scientific approach to it. The people that you see on TV that talk, they they kind of just don't. It's just a different form of science or whatever you want to call it that they display in the game. But my my original point though is that in their universe, they have they have a proximity to the pale, something that we just don't really have to help prove cryptozoology in our world. You know, like they have this force that that they are trying to like study and understand and that that people un- know is just going to engulf them one day very soon because they can measure it growing um and so there's just kind of this obvious nature to the um like what are you trying to say like there's on a, they display reality's mysticism on a macro level I, I, I guess is what i'm trying to say in this game uh, and in our, in our reality, it's just more complex, right? Like I was, everything in, in Disco Elysium is, is a version of our reality that's cart that's like shown at a cartoonish level, um, to kind of help explain complexity, I guess, right? To explain a complex com- concept, you make it un- non-complex. So that's kind of what they did here, I think. Uh, and so I feel like they, if, if my whole point is that I don't know how seriously cryptozoology could be taken after the, the incident with Harry and Kim, but I feel like as they continue to see the pale envelop reality, they will someday be able to come to a point where most people agree that there is something happening. There is something very magical and different and unsettling about Martinet that isn't untrue about our world, though. Like, there are parallels to everything weird that they fucking do in Disco Elysium. But for us, we're because, you know, our reality is the one that conditioned us, right? And right. It doesn't look weird to us. Space and all that shit doesn't look weird to us. But when Disco shows us a different version of what we know, it's like, that fucking, it that's weird. It seems very mystical and spiritual. Yeah. yeah. No, I would say that actually, like, the world of Elysium is a fucking excellent parallel to our world. And that they, yeah, they have these sort of, like bizarre to us right bizarre sort of things like the pale but they very matter-of-factly speak about it while right while on this in the same way we could be like stars planets you know mm-hmm. we could talk about these things and they'd be like dude what the fuck are you dude exactly like, what is that like i i think that yeah i think the world of elysium is a fucking excellent parallel i think that they have like their different versions of these like uh, like quote unquote magical things, right? Because mm-hmm. like really, our world is incredibly magical. Like the the inner workings of like how everything just comes together is fucking incredible, dude. Yeah. The fact that we are like breathing and talking and transmitting our voice over the fucking internet right now is fucking unreal, dude. Yeah. And like to, to to us, some of these concepts seem super normal, while those in Elysium would be like, "Dude, what? Like com- computer? Like what? No, we have these like weird fucking crystal computer things." Right. Like, um. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like the only thing we know is radio. Like what is internet? Like we only have telephones. Um, That's true. Don't is like isn't there technology based on just radio waves? 
Yep. Yeah. Uh, as far as I could tell, like, so, like over the air waves. I mean. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Because th- there's no way for them to like run an internet cable. That's like, right through the pale. Yep. Yeah, and it, like yeah. at its nature, the pale just degrades whatever shit goes through it. Right. So there's it's literally they're all sending it over the air. Um, which is why there's the interference through the pail or whatever. Cause man, that is so, yeah, you're absolutely right. I I forgot about that little detail about how they send and receive info. That's like the expansion of humanity in Martin a, uh, even though their society is so highly developed, they struggle to communicate and have any sort of industry that goes outside of their own border because of the pail. We don't really have a good parallel for that because we have sea and space or not sea and air travel and we Mm -hmm. do it easily every single day. And you communication know? Is, is significantly easier too, right? So We're not easier. all climbing on top of like horse statues trying to like make these antennas show up so that you can right. whatever right angle and, and talk to this airship. Yeah, like when we send when we send fucking uh signals or whatever information through the air, it's just traveling through, you know, oxygen and hydrogen and helium, mm-hmm. all the different elements. It's not having to travel through this fucking viscous like material reality bending yeah. fucking entity or whatever. And the only the only time we'll ever have to be concerned with that, Boney, this is goes back to my point that I made fucking forever ago. The only time we'll ever be concerned with that is if we unlock fucking interstellar travel and right. we have to send messages light years away. Then we have to worry about, is there a black hole between us? Then it, our message is going to get sucked into the fucking black hole. Yeah, You know what exactly. I'm saying? No, that's... It, very interesting! Man. It's such a cool game. Dude, I just love this game. <laughs> I... I, I <laughs> I can't get over this fucking game. It's so good. It's such it's a so fucking good. great thing to talk about to you. Um, so we've talked like political, racial, some of the like heavier issues and like higher level discussions. Let's mm-hmm. get more interpersonal, interpersonal. Let's talk about like some relationships between characters, right? Let's talk more about some characters in the game. Would you like yes. to? Of course. Yes. Um, I think characters that that kind of really stand out for me yes um and i don't have the closeness that you have to the game so in a a weird way we're going to have like this will be different um ways of showing how the game is stuck with us right because mine is is, is such a is a distant experience so i remember fresh outside of the main characters obviously harry and 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 kim Kim. we've said Mm -hmm. we've talked at length about kim yes god i love kim (laughs) he's unbelievably good um (laughs) But outside of those two, uh, Kuno really stands out for me. Really? Uh, yeah. Especially, did you do his his mission for with his dad? The dad, yes. Uh, well, I have a question. Okay. Uh, when presented with the opportunity to uh, kill, did mm. you kill the dad? Yes. In the fir- in in my first playthrough, I did not, but I considered it in the second playthrough. I haven't. I haven't ultimately made that decision in that playthrough so i'm i i don't know i don't I know how that goes up, i never ended up getting my gun so i oh, never even okay. got the option to kill okay him. gotcha gotcha okay so wait what'd you end up doing oh man we i don't know if i want to go down the rabbit hole of decisions made because we could talk about that for fucking oh uh, dude i'm down i'm fucking down oh it's so good um, okay so oh, what so, happened with ruby right, i want to know what so ha- she ended up shooting her fucking self in the head i couldn't stop <gasps> her yeah. you didn't get her gun I did get her gun, but after she shot herself in the fucking head. You didn't have any bullets? I didn't have my gun! I didn't have a gun! Oh, well, you I can could... find... There There are a couple places to find bullets in the game. 
but I it's did, not. I did not. It's not I did easy. not have a gun at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can find. I believe you can find a bullet even without a. I'm pretty sure there's. You can get two bullets in the game. But I would I, need a gun to fire the bullets. No, I know what you're saying, but what I'm saying is, I'm pretty sure you can get a bullet without a gun. Wait, why would this be relevant? Why would I care about a bullet? Because that that could determine the way your uh, tribunal went. Oh, what the thing at the very end? Yeah, when you after after Ruby does her. So in my playthrough, yes. I convinced her not to, and she runs away. You never see her again. Right. She takes her gun. Okay. She runs shot away, herself in the fucking again. head, and I took her gun. Yeah, and and she didn't have <laughs> any more ammo, right? No more bullets. No, 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 no. I had ammunition. I I had ammo in my gun. I could have shot it. What the fuck are you saying? I, I could have shot her gun. I, I never found my gun, but I ended up getting her gun after she shot herself in the head. And she had ammo? I'm pretty sure. I, I had an option at the shootout to shoot the guy. The, sni- oh. the sniper guy. Who talked oh, is that? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I see what you're saying now. Uh, I had an option. Okay. Oh, I absolutely had a bullet. Because I think... I think Kim took my gun to shoot him or shoot somebody else, actually. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So what did I do there? I, I didn't want to shoot anybody, dude. I didn't want to shoot yeah. anybody, so I didn't shoot the guy. And as so, a result, I was shot twice. But you were fine? Uh, I, yeah, I lived. Okay. I'll, I'll uh, never be able to disco again. Yeah. Did Kim take a, a shot? He did not. I saved his ass. Okay, good. Yeah, and my that's that's very similar to how mine went. Uh, I got shot. Um, I can't did remember you, how. Did you shoot? N- I don't think I did shoot. I I, 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 I didn't remember shoot anybody. Yeah, I tried to be diplomatic through it all. I, but I, I was hoping they wouldn't shoot. I was like really counting on the on them to not shoot. I was trying to talk everybody down. Yeah, I kind of I do kind of like that. That it, it, I don't know if that's if it's possible to have them not shoot. I don't know. I don't. I haven't looked at all the possible outcomes of this game, oh, but I kind so of many. like that. I kind of like that if it is possible, it's at least really difficult. Maybe it not possible um, because oh, it I is think kind. It should be at least possible. I don't know because I think that they're. Uh, I don't know. It, I like the idea that these characters are dead set on having a shootout. They came to fucking spill blood, and they're monsters, and so they're going to do that. I kind of like that. About for, to like, I like what that says about these characters, you know. They're such, yeah. I guess, I guess that's a good thing from a character standpoint, and that it's like a really great, like, display of their character and their strongly mm-hmm. set in their morals and values. But I fucking just don't like them. <laughs> I know. I listen. I like slight spoil, spoiler alert for Mass Effect One. Yes. So I like... if you haven't played Mass Effect One, but you have played Disco, come back in roughly one minute. <laughs> I can't. There aren't very many people who have played Disco and not Mass Effect One. I can't okay. possibly imagine. Well, right? Am I it, wrong? It, it, uh, I imagine anybody at this point who's trying to avoid Mass Effect One spoilers is a stickler. <laughs> Because, like, that game is probably. so old. Yeah, probably. Well, anyway, I like that you can talk Saren down from from uh, his whole thing. And it works for Saren because he was conflicted. Right. Saren was like, Saren's, bre- like, organic mind was like, no, we can't do this. This is bad. But then r- fucking Sovereign was like, no, I control you. We're going to do it anyway. Do and it, so do what it. Saren does, if, you, if, you're, if you have all the fucking char- charisma points, mm-hmm. Saren shoots himself in the head. And he's like, right. that's, that's, and I love that for Saren's character. I think that works so well to, ex- like, to sc- describe who that guy is, that he would rather take a bullet to the head than serve Sovereign any longer. 
But for these guys, these guys, I feel like, unlike Saren, these guys are sovereign. They are like, no, I'm here to, you're here to die. We're killing today. I kind of like that for these mercenaries. They are absolute, like, it helps reinforce that the deserter was killing a bad dude. Uh... But also, he was killing. He was murdering in in cold blood. Yeah, as a I mean, vigilante. at the end of the day, it was still murder. He's a vigilante. Yeah, you can't just fucking do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, man, um, so good. I don't know. I I just feel bad. I didn't want. I didn't want the fucking Brady Bunch or whatever the fuck the Hardy Boys to die. Yeah. I because they were assholes to me, but I really kind of grew to love them. Like they kind of grew on me. Yeah, dude. The I really love all of the ex- the interchange between the dock worker dock workers union mm-hmm. and wild wild pines. Is that the corporation? Yeah, wild pines. Yeah. I love all the drama between those two companies and how they show Everart. Everart is the leader of the dock workers union. Yeah, union, Mr. but he Clear. is a piece of trash. He's trash, dude. He fucking sucks. He's such He's a so bitch. He's terrible. a fucking toad, dude. He's such a little bitch. I hate him. And they write him to be that. They write him to be hor- like this terrible fucking just God, shit person. God, he's miserable. He's like so cocky and oh, just fucking yeah, terrible, terrible person. Such a piece of shit. So Everard is like, I know where your gun is. So I hope you find yeah, it. Yeah, you know, I he's like a- implying mm-hmm. essentially that he took it, right? So at least for me, one of my options was I can go to the fishing village and get the um the net lady and then that old woman to sign this thing for him Mm. to essentially build like a school or some bullshit (gasps) over there. Yes. Right. And with that, he was intending on driving them out with construction uh, noise. Oh, fuck, dude. I forgot about that whole plot line. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I didn't get that far in my my new playthrough. And so that is all Uh old fucking. Right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, I completely. Yeah, that, oh man. Yeah, Everart's trash. The whole, the thing that I wanted to say about that though, with Wild Pines and all that, is that Everart, with, even with the example that you provided, it shows just how much of a piece of shit this guy is. But oh, at the same dude. time, he and his if brother. you talk, if you talk to the dock workers, like, what the hell do you do? The dock workers, they're just trying to make conditions better for them, themselves, and they have it bad. They yeah. have it really bad. And so, like, Wild Pines is fucking the dock workers. Everart is the only person who can defend the dock workers to, to Wild Pines. But, but he not, is but he's that he's not terrible. even doing that. He's not even doing that. He doesn't even care about the dock workers' best interest. No, no, he absolutely it's about doesn't. Himself. He does. You're he absolutely and his right. Brother. But for the for the dock workers, they look at Wild Pines and Everart, and Everart is a is at least even though he's for himself, it's like the lesser of two evils. Exactly. Type deal. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it that is another point in which like we are reminded about the fucking yes. like power <laughs> the power discrepancy there is between the people who generate the income and the people who can who uh own who, like, and consume it, the income. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That that whole f- yeah dude, I'm so glad you reminded me of the the school yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um that is such and a good plot line. On the island with the deserter, the deserter mentions that um, Everard and his brother Edgar both come to the island, give him blankets, like whatever. Oh, yes. And, you know, yeah. And that they sort of like nudge and they're like, hey, by the way, this like 
dock fo- dock worker foreman lady, you know, like she could probably die and nobody would be mad, you know. That is so why I forgot about that. Yeah. So like the deserter said he wouldn't testify, but there was some pretty pretty mm. interesting gossip right there. It's so good, man. The way that they were able to fold in the existential concerns crises, the political concerns crisis, the uh, you know, the poverty of the people on the, the in the fisherman's village or whatever. Mm. The how Martinet is shattered into a, a bunch of different districts that are like at war with each other, basically. Uh, and how they all make them make sense together. Like, I would the even inter- say, like, the lot of Revachol is like in pretty impoverished. Yeah, the whole like, and like, this used to be the capital of the world. Mm-hmm. You are hanging out in what a hundred years, two hundred years ago, or some shit was the capital of human society, right. and now it is a dump. It yeah. is a trashed. And like the way that they make all of those things make sense. The the religious stuff, the spiritual, the mystical, the pale, the scientific, the the political, how how they all bring that together and tell a story within this universe is something that I've never seen in games. Not to this excellence. Oh, it's so fucking good. Okay, wait. So we were talking about like uh like relationships and characters and stuff, and then we got off topic. So right. you said you really like Kuno. Yeah, Kuno, so um, I don't and know if why? you know. Why Kuno? Well, I'm about to tell you. I don't know if you know, but if you if if your relationship with Kuno develops in a positive direction, yes. at the Mercenary Tribunal, if uh-huh. Kim dies, uh, Kuno is your partner. Kuno will join you as your partner. Yeah, I had um, I had one of my chatters tell me that because I was really yeah. worried that Kim was going to die. And I was like, dude, if Kim's dead, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. Like, what am I going to do? I'm going to be all alone. And they were like, Actually, like if Kim dies, you get Kuno, and it's just like not necessarily. I, I'm pretty well, sure you it, can yeah, fuck that you, up too. If you have a positive, if you have a positive yeah. relationship with Kuno, yes. Yeah, and so and like the the crazy thing is, is that Kuno's a good partner. He's not Kim Kitsuragi, obviously. Is he but really? Yeah, like I, I listen. That's not my. I didn't go down that rabbit hole. Kim right. lived in my experience, but Same. I saw a bit of that through videos, and it seemed like Kuno was like a solid, like just companion. He wasn't solving murders for you, but he was a good companion character. And I'm like, so interested to see how the deserter whole ordeal would have gone down with Kuno. with Kuno. Bro, he'd be like, oh. fuck you, you fucking asshole. Fuck be, you. Fuck you, it's me, Kuno. And then he'd be throwing <laughs> rocks at him and shit. Dude, I... I, I need I, like, to watch that video. Was kind of, yeah, I know, I, I do too. I was kind of like laughing about that. I was like, dude, how would that even work? How would Kuno fucking respond to the Phasmid? Like, what? Dude. Like, <laughs> fuck I, I you on, eh? The fuck you on? You fucking insulindian Phasmid, <laughs> fucking stupid ass, fucking... Fucking bubbles out your mouth, dude. I, no, I I love Kuno. I, he's such an extreme character. I hate Kuno, <laughs> dude. I watch hate those videos, Kuno. man. I I need to watch those videos. I mean, I I like I like that Kuno is a great character, right? He is very much himself. He is yeah. very comfortable in his skin. Like he knows who he is, right? Super well written. But he's so fucking obnoxious. I don't yes. fucking like him. I don't I don't care for Kuno. Wait, so who else? What's another one? Give me another favorite character. Um favorite character. Hmm, yeah, well tough. favorite. I, An- another another good one that you like. Outside uh, of the main two, obviously. 
Well, uh, Klausia really really uh, stands out because she's yeah. the first person you interact with. Yes. Um, and like that whole weird sexual t- tension uh, that Harry may have, depending if you go that route, is all really good. Um, yeah. Because she's not phased by it, but she's also not interested. And it's just really well written because he's this creepy fucking slimy cop thing. Yeah. And that's all really well done. Um, and... Uh, I don't know. I would have to really uh, memorable. Certainly not favorite, but uh, Measurehead is an amazing character. I don't he really. Is, I didn't interact with him too very much. Dude, uh, really? Oh, he yeah. is. He is an amazing. He's tr- dirt, trash, terrible, fucking horrible person. But in the same way that you can love a horrible villain, like Measurehead is is exceptionally well done. Ooh, I punched my mic. Uh, I think he's fucking. Uh, I mean, with this, like, advanced race theory and shit, I don't know. Like, I kind of want to do another run with, like, mm-hmm. max strength so I can just knock the shit out of him. I don't fucking like him. Yeah, that's that that sequence goes really well if you if you do, like, really? get the balls to... Yeah, it does. It goes, that's a really nice fucking... I tried, nice fucking... dude. I fucking tried <gasps> to beat his ass. Did you karaoke? Dude, I didn't even end up karaoke. Oh, no. Isn't that fucking garbage? So... Um, I wake up in the morning, right? I, I finally get into Kim's room, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Then I go downstairs and, um, talk to Gart about doing karaoke. And then there's this prompt and it was like, hmm, shouldn't, like, isn't karaoke better suited for, like, the evening? Like, cause this is like, all the Hardy boys are fucking dead. The cafeteria is fucking empty. And I was like, maybe there'll be more people in the evening. I'll just go ahead and go to the island, you know? Oh, and then it's no. like, you can't go back. You can't go back yeah. to the cafeteria after that. Oh, bummer. That sucks. I know. I know. Yeah. I need to go back and watch, watch that video again. I kind of... I want to do another playthrough. I do not think I would stream it again. Um, I feel like yeah. that's partially why maybe, like, the political stuff didn't resonate with me too terribly much. Because, like, dude, I'm here to play video games. Like, people are here yeah. to watch video games. Like, not not fear-minded of, like, political turmoil. It's um, a tough... It's a tough stream game, for sure. It's hard, dude, for so many reasons. It's hard because, like... Dude, they're discussing race. They're discussing, like, fucking death. They're discussing, like, molestation and, and yeah, child dude. beating. And just, like, these really fucking heavy, fucking terrible topics. And, um, I mean, that's one thing. Obviously, some of the content is a little intense. Secondly, like, it's a, it's a fucking heavy narrative experience. Like, there's a lot of talking. You can't do much yes. talking over it unless you're just sitting there with the music playing in the background while you're not playing the game, you know? Like, it... It's a hard, it's a hard game to stream, but yeah, uh, I, oh, it's so good, it's so yeah, good. definitely worth the experience. Yes, yes. Like so you people, said, oh, I, I would say no. It's okay. Hold that thought. I'm, I'm, I'm coming yes. right back to it. People who don't stream it because it's a tough stream game are worse off because it, it, you're better off having played this game. I think. Uh, yeah. And, and going through the difficult experience, not difficult. I'm not trying to be fucking melodramatic, but you understand what I mean. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, it's it, more it's, challenging than than streaming Ratchet and Clank. Absolutely right. Yeah, most definitely. Like it's it's hard to it's hard to keep audience engagement and all that stuff while playing right. this game. H- much harder. Much harder. Yep. Um. Man. Cool. So you like you like Kuno? And... I real I sincerely like Kuno. I'm I'm impressed and amazed at the. Um, and what they were able to do with like characters like Measurehead and Klausia, even if I don't like them in the same way I like some of these other characters, especially right. not Measurehead, obviously. Um, 
but they're so well written. Oh, the cryptozoologist's wife is is great. Love her. I like her. Lena too. I really like Lena. She was really cute. She's fantastic. She's super nice, even when shit goes bad for her. Like I know but, she's still such a sweetie. Yeah, she's unbelievably good natured. Such a sweetie. But yeah, Kim Kutsuragi, best character ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Terry only because I was playing him, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I could shape my perception of him. Um. But yeah, Kim is fucking excellent. I invited Kim to like come to the 42nd Precinct with me, and he said, yeah, so he's going to come with me and be my partner forever. <laughs> that's so nice, excited. dude. That I was know. the, uh, yeah, that's the ending I had, too. Yeah, so I ended up, like, they ended up not firing me, whatever else. Uh, they were super stoked that I did so many good things in the world. But nice. yes, Disco, great fucking game. Everybody, please go play it. Yeah, Please. amazing. Play it game. again. Because if you're listening at this point, you just heard all these spoilers. So you've probably already played it, but go play it again. <laughs> Dude, I need to. Like, it's like I, the the thing I said earlier was um, because of our the difference in how recently we played these games. Right. It's very clear to me what stuck with me because yes. I can talk about the pale and the kind of inner workings of their universe as far as insofar as like a spiritual mm-hmm. sort of way yes for a long time and how that was profound for me and all that but like a lot of the individual plot points and and especially the stuff surrounding um what the mercenaries were up to i guess in the yeah. in the insofar as the like the stuff they don't show you cuz the mercenaries yes. were up to shit that you never see uh yes. i struggle to remember like plot point a to b to c you know what i mean like it's for they... sure i mean there's so much to the game yeah it's it's honestly it's not it's not a long game but there's just a lot packed in there yeah yeah and so like i uh it, it left such an, an indelible impression on me that i don't go i don't go a week without thinking about disco in some way but it's not it's not individual characters necessarily it's not like you know, certain things that happen in the story necessarily, sometimes it is, it's often just the, um, the, cra- the world that they crafted. It's so impressively it's done. It's so amazing. It's so good. I, I want yeah. another game in this, in this environment, in this world so bad. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> uh, easily one of the best games I've ever played. E- like, Absolutely. Dude, it is. Top five favorites of all time material. It is, it might be my favorite. Ever. really dude yeah. that's amazing yeah it's it's really 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 good i really liked this game hard to imagine a better way to go out um than on that note i know anyway thank you guys for listening please rate review like subscribe poopy poppy press the bell or whatever the fuck and like baba yaga share this podcast with the yes. cryptozoologists yeah. in your life please share yeah please share with all of your friends no no, like no 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 hold on hold on hold on we can't build an entire fucking audience and community around cryptozoologists or cryptozoology because i don't care so share no. more share hey, more just share with everybody yes. just share with everybody. Yeah, everyone that's, everyone that's the thing yes everyone everybody thank you for listening and have a good week yes peace peace